Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Troy Pryor, founder of Creative Cypher and host of the Cypher Live podcast, where we interview creative thought leaders and entrepreneurs, hoping that they can drop, hoping that they can drop some gems and help us in our everyday journey. Today, we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Lamar Morris. Most recently, he played the lead in the hybrid live-action animated Hulu series Woke, inspired by the life and art of cartoonist Keith Knight. Two seasons. He's best known for playing a fan favorite, Winston, on Fox's popular comedy, New Girl, hailing from Chicago. Give it up. A little more. What's up, brother? Yo, Troy, what's going on, man? Good to see you. Man, man, it's great to be here. You know, I try to get my uh, my Steve Harvey intros in, yeah. you know? <laughs> Woo! Woo! There it is. <laughs> yeah. Come what? on, you know we got to get those, uh, those church suits. <laughs> I know, the big old church suits with the pinstripes. Oh man, hat. you know you usher the usher. Oh yeah. Man. Oh man. You know, oh, I know you know. <laughs> Dude, of course I know, man. You in Chicago, they still wear them like that. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes sir, yes sir. Oh, so yeah, so we are just you know super happy to have you on board, man. We've been inspiring creators, uh, helping them on their journey, especially rising, rising. Um, performers on both sides of the camera man i know you are hard brother to lock down you're always gonna go doing your work so so is there such thing as a balance do you have a balance what's your process how do you balance juggling so many just dope opportunities i'm not gonna lie to you man it's it's difficult to do it it's it's not an easy thing to balance it and i and my hat's off to my hat's off to anyone who knows how to do it um especially having a family you know you know having a having a daughter co-parenting you know, going from show to show to movie to whatever the case may be still and still trying to find time for your own um, for your own peace of mind. Just time to do nothing, actually, to just sit, be peaceful, you know, maybe watch some YouTube, watch the TV, go for a walk, you know, spend a couple of days just doing it. It's almost like a, a form of meditation, but it's hard to do so when you're when you're still when you're a creative person, when you're always thinking of the next thing or you're always trying to, 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 to perfect something, you know what I mean? And it being art, you, you'll never perfect it. So you're, so you'll never stop doing it. And so it's imperative that you try to carve out time to, to, you know, like you said, to have that balance um, because you'll, you'll go crazy if you don't, you know, for me, um, whenever I'm working, uh, you know, right now I'm in, in Canada filming for a while. And, um, you know, I try to, I try to pad the time with, with moments of, of doing nothing, you know, especially, and I have that license cause I'm in an unfamiliar place, you know, um, I don't, I'm not obligated to be anywhere, you know, except for when they need me on set. So I use that time to sit around do nothing, maybe go to the gym and just, and just explore the city. That kind of, that kind of puts your, your brain at ease from all the other stresses that go on in, in your life. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I do it. Um, I'm not sure how everybody else does it. I don't really go on vacations like I, you know, like, uh, like I would want to, I just dream about them. I go, man, that'd be great to go. And whatever that hotel is that's on the water and you can see all the way down to the bottom and Ooh, what's that in that drink? Is that a pina colada? <gasps> Never had one, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> you know, that's what I, think about doing but i never actually do it so it was there a moment in your journey where um where you realized you needed to take those moments those those opportunities to be still yeah 
yeah, you, you, these little things, it's little things, things when you find yourself running out of patience for, for the small thing, you know, you, you find yourself being agitated for no reason. <laughs> You're like, I need a break. You know what I mean? You're like, uh, why did that annoy me? I don't know why that thing right there annoyed me, but I need to take a break, you know? Um, and, and I got lucky, you know, I got, I have a two-year-old daughter and the cool, th- my, yeah, and, and a two-year-old is a handful. I think everybody out there knows that. But the cool yeah. thing about my daughter is that she takes up a lot of the space in my mind. So when I'm with her, I can cancel out a lot of other things. So it's great. It's like, this is my job. This is my responsibility. And it's most of the time we're just playing. You know what I mean? Most of the time it's just doing silliness. And so I got lucky in that where I could, you know, when I'm, when I'm with her, it's, that's my break as well. As, uh, as how has becoming a, uh, becoming a dad, becoming a father, how has that uh, changed your perspective? Or, or has it on a journey? Um, it, it definitely, it, it's, it's what made me realize it, it is that thing that made you, that makes you realize that you need a break because, because they, your daughter doesn't, your kid doesn't care about any of the stuff that you got going on, nor should they, <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't, that, that's not their responsibility. So in order for you to fully be invested in what they got going on, you got to rid yourself of a lot of extra dead weight. You know what I mean? And, and be present, present for your family. So um, that's, that's one of the things that definitely uh, made me realize it for sure. I was like, I was like, Oh man, you know, I'm here with her, but I'm thinking about like, I got this audition or I got this movie that I'm studying for. I'm like, you know what? Never mind all that. I got to be here with my kid. So you, you, you force yourself to. I've turned down jobs. I've turned down like TV shows. I've turned down opportunities um, because you're again, your kid doesn't care about any of that stuff. And, and your presence is all they need in this stage of their development. You know, so it's definitely um, it definitely grew me up in that prior to it. That's all I thought about was work. That's, you know, you hang out with your friends, your family. Sure. But for the most part, I mean, you know what we do. It's hard. It's not it's not you take your foot off the gas at all, somebody's going to take your spot. So you're like, you're constantly trying to, you know, improve on your skill set. And you, you know, you, even when you get to points where you feel comfortable, you still keep going. You're like, no, but, but this is the moment where I really, well, I really put in overdrive. But once you have a kid, you're like, you, bro, you better sit your ass down. <laughs> and, and, and they'll tell you that too, man. I know my yeah. son, bro, that man, that dude, he'll, the door's shut right now, but let me tell you, if that door wasn't shut, he'd be in here right like, so what's up? Who are we talking to you right now? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> you know, I got this ice cream downstairs when you're ready to wrap this up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care about that. Not at all. They're not at all. You know, it's not their job. You know what I mean? It, it, just imagine when you were a kid, the things that you wanted were so important to you, like, and you needed it. You know what I mean? But at, at, at the core of it, all you wanted was that attention from your, from your mom and, you know, your pops or your family around you. That's all you really wanted. You know what I'm saying? Somebody to kick it with you when you were a kid. And so that's, you know, luckily she's, you, you know, we co-parent, but both of, both of her parents are there, you know, and available for her. So, and she's got a good network of people around her that to constantly keep her, uh, you know, active and activated in her mind going, you know. Yeah. And then as a, as a performer, 
as a creator, um, the the mind of a child is limitless. So I'm, I'm sure that there are all kinds of inspiration that you can get. You're like, man, I would have never thought about that because the yeah. world has given us so many barriers and restrictions that you just sit down with the kids and they come up with stuff and you're like, yo, I could use that. Yeah, yeah. My 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 daughter is funny. My daughter is hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, and you could see her mind racing when she, like, she doesn't follow the normal, the normal standard of what kids are supposed to be doing. It's so funny, like, like to see how she's developing. It's almost like she's developing it in her own way to the things that she wants to do. You know, in ballet class, all the kids are lining up, and she's like, and she'll look at it and go, "No, I'd rather walk over here and hang out with the teacher." <laughs> like, oh, I'd rather go in this cabinet and see what these toys are talking about. Let me see. <laughs> All the kids are, and every once in a while she'll like join in. And, but when she's over it, she's over it because right now she's kind of like in that phase where she doesn't have any limitations. And and you know that's the struggle as a parent. You know, trying to instill a a, a level of discipline or order in your kid. Um, and also trying to let them be free and see what it is they come up with and this, and see how they handle certain things. And, you know, watching my daughter do it, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because sometimes she'll get herself into some wild scenarios and you're like, okay, <laughs> okay, that's too much. That's too much. You know, we got to dial it back in. And so to me, that's, that's one of the biggest struggles of being a parent is trying to figure out when to let go, you know, even though my daughter's only two, and I'm still like, she's only two, and I'm like, like I'm a, I'm super like, I'm super scared <laughs> of everything, you know. But it's like my mom has to tell me to calm down. It's like she's gonna get hurt, she's gonna do this, she's gonna do that. Just let it happen. Yeah. I'm like damn. I watch so, my son, man. And I'm like, we'll watch football, we'll watch sports, and I can get hyped. I can get a little mm-hmm. animated from time to time. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't have off switch. So yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, he goes, and I'm like, all right, we good now. We good. Let's let's dial it in. Yeah. We good. Don't fall. Okay, your mom's gonna jump off that couch. Good. good. <laughs> but, but yo, that's you know, it's it's uh, it's so great to hear those um, those stories, especially as you know, to you know, parents with young kids, mm-hmm. man. But just thinking about the the creativity. The the limitless the limit lit okay let me <clears throat> yeah the unlimitedness <laughs> if that's the word you know what I'm saying don't think so don't <laughs> think so okay <laughs> well you know in the, in the you know in the, in the child's mind um, and then bringing that back to being a creator being that back yeah. uh, bringing that back to being a creator uh, let's talk about especially for our audience the importance of creating your own opportunities writing coming up with your own concepts versus uh waiting for opportunities yeah. i could tell you there's a there's a million ways to talk about this and I, I the best way i could talk about it is my own personal uh journey um you know coming from second city you're taught how to write you're taught how to create you literally create on stage in the in real time you create these characters from nothing when you're doing improv and that right that in of itself helps you in every audition scenario every acting scenario the ability to just create when you get stuck or when the scene doesn't feel right or feels flat or if you need to kill some time or kill some dead space whatever the case may be that skill of its in of itself that creative that that ability to create for yourself is is 
one of the more useful tools you can have. Um, so I, I highly recommend anyone out there or everyone out there to take an improv class or two. Just just get immersed in that if you can, just to have it in your pocket because you'll you'll use it and you won't even know you're using those those instincts. And the ability to create without waiting for the gatekeepers to give you an opportunity. You know what I mean? There, there but so many networks now, a lot of streaming networks now, um, a lot of film studios, they're, they're, all, they're always creating something, right? But you might not get an opportunity to go the traditional route of audition, get in a movie, become The Rock. You know what I mean? Doesn't always happen that way. So when you create for yourself, you know, a la old school, like, Keen Ivory Wayans and, you know, the Robert Townsend's over the world or the Seth Rogen's, Judd Apatow's, like those cats, uh, Tina Fey, Mindy Kaling, all these people, they, they write, they create, they build, and then therefore, they don't have to ask permission. They, they've created their own ecosystem. So you, you, if you're, I mean, some writers that work really well by themselves in a cabin somewhere when they're writing a novel or you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you still got to collab. You still have to have that energy around you, you know, um, having, you know, the ability to bounce ideas off of somebody else. People come from different walks of life, different perspectives, different points of view. And so it's always good to see, um, you know, what other people might think. Um, even if you don't take their advice, even if you don't take it, it's, 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 it's good to have some perspective. You know what I mean? Uh, on some of your stuff because you, when you do create you could become you know you could have blinders on you could be in your own lane and then you could be in your own way so it's always good to have a perspective of, of other folks around you you know what i mean and and you take their advice but take it with a grain of salt obviously because some people are just haters oh yeah <laughs> man, you, gotta, you gotta deal with yeah. that man yeah, man, this is trash, oh. man. Throw this in the garbage. I don't, I don't like right. this. Yeah. You see it later on, like, hold on, man. Did we talk yeah. about that in the room? <laughs> <laughs> you stole my idea. Well, when you did it, it was right. trash. I took it out the trash because it's another man's treasure. <laughs> man, you know what? That's a great point, man. Talk to the people about, okay, okay. So you do not get paid for ideas. You get paid for execution. Why hmm. is that so important for creators to understand? It's very important because, you know, you it happened. It happens to everybody. It's happened to me. It's happened to <laughs> a lot of folks. You know what I mean? You the the idea is one thing, but a lot of folks can have ideas. You know what I mean? Like the person who invented, um, you know, the the iPhone. I'm sure some I'm sure a lot of people have the idea, but it's like, who's going to execute it? Who's going to execute the touchscreen? Who's going to execute um you know, this particular lens on the camera. Like a lot of people, like we sit back and we, we, we politic about this and about that, but one person has to actually do it. You know what I mean? And it has to be, if, my, if you create that idea, if you, if you come up with this in your head, you, you better execute it. Because if you thought of it, somebody across the world also thought of it. And now it's a race to see who's, who's more proactive at getting it done. And, and it's the same with that, writing. That's yeah. a good point. Like the idea that, hey, there's nothing new under the sun mm -hmm. and everything is some type of derivative or inspiration from something else. But just this idea that in, it's, it's sort of in the air, mm -hmm. it's in the ether. If you sat down and came up with something, to your point, you better believe there's something brewing somewhere else mm -hmm. it's that, like, and, and that gives us your reality check. It's like when Entourage went off the air, right? 
everybody wanted to pitch something that was very similar to it. And, you know, even like for myself, you think of this idea, you're like, man, it's going to be great. It's Entourage, but from Chicago, right? And then we come to L.A. as a, And then you go, that's the same idea. And then you, you pitch it to somebody, you pitch it to a network, and they're like, well, you know, we hear pitches like this every day. You know, the Entourage reads, you're like, damn, wait a minute. And you realize, yeah, because we all watched Entourage, and it sparked all of our interest into create something that's in that universe. You know what I mean? So your ideas have to be, you know, if you think of an idea, great. But how is it different? How is it fresher? What's what's what what part of your DNA is truly in that that can't be that can't be mimicked? You know, it's like you, know, you say, like your, your thumbprint is that's personal to you. How do you put your thumbprint on on something that, like you said, nothing new is not, there's nothing new under the sun, but. There are things that are a little bit different that you could that only only you can can add that element that layer to it. So that's the that's an action item that you must take. You must step one. How is this different? How do I make it so it's personal to me that it cannot be replicated? It cannot be duplicated because best believe if you think of something, somebody's already thought of it or they're thinking of it when you think of it or they're going to think of it and they're going to execute it. So you better be the first one to do it. And I love the fact that you brought up about it being so personal to you. There's mm -hmm. power in that because um, so often we're chasing what we think somebody wants or trying to be something else. When in reality, you are enough. And if you right. are you as much as you can be, yeah. that can't be replicated. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you watch a lot of watch a lot of TV, watch a lot of movies. And you see these performances, like if you read those scripts, you go, you go, man, on the page, you know, any actor can play this. Okay, great. But then when you watch that movie and you see uh, an Eddie Murphy or you see, a, you know, a Christian Bale or somebody who adds their own layer, their own texture to it, they bring that character to life. And it's something the writer probably didn't even see because they're, they're putting their own DNA into that character that makes that character so unique and and it's not cookie cutter it's something that you know like what i watch denzel he's my favorite actor and he has these i call them denzel isms but he's it's not that he's doing a thing it's just that that's who denzel is so a lot of those things that he does a lot of his traits that's and, and that's why a lot of people do impressions. I do an impression of him. A lot of people do Denzel impressions. But what you're essentially doing is you're, you're picking at the things that make him unique. So when you go and act, you have to figure out what makes you unique. Who are you? You know what I mean? Like, who, who, who are you really? Like, Owen Wilson. I love Owen Wilson. He says, wow, a lot. Like, his, like he's always like, wow, 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 wow. That, that just makes him unique. He's, he says, wow, all the time. That's just, that's his that's his way of expressing himself saying wow and as little things like that so if someone was to do if someone were to do an owen wilson impression they would say they would always say wow you know someone would do a denzel impression they would go okay okay yeah. they kind of mumble to themselves okay yeah, I see. Uh, they would do a lot of that stuff because that's kind of how denzel processes you know what i mean so it, even in creating it's the same thing what makes you unique what separates you from you know, uh, 
uh, Wes Anderson or what separates you from uh, uh, Christopher Nolan or what separates you from, from all these, these people who have their own style of doing things. Like what bleeds out of you? Because someone wants to see it. <laughs> you might not think it is. You might not think no one wants to see it, but they want to see it. And everyone is a character, you know, everyone's a character. You just have to trust it. I feel like I feel like there should have been like some ominous music playing in the background and yeah. smoke rising <laughs> yeah. and the words pop up like once upon a time. <laughs> Everyone is a character. Everyone's a character. Yeah. Microsoft. Yeah. Yo, but that's that's a great point. The new Xbox uh, game coming out. Yeah. Uh, yo, speaking of games, man. So mm-hmm. uh, you you you've two um, K. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you were you were part two K, man. How was that experience, dude? Dude, that was crazy. That was crazy, man. I, I played Mo the Barber in the, the my story mode or my player mode, and um, I it was fun, man. It was fun. I uh, it was the process was weird. You they put you in this little suit with all these little markers all over you, and the, and you just kind of play out these scenes. Uh, we got to play out some scenes with the the main actor Derek Augustine and um. Sheldon Candice, the director of it, uh, you know, it was it was crazy. 2K is is my favorite by a mile, my favorite video game, and so I uh, to be on it is was it's definitely a bucket list thing, and you do feel a weight off your shoulders. There's still certain things that I have to accomplish in this career that will make me feel less stressed. One like work with Eddie Murphy, that's one. Uh, almost did it was so close. I had to pass on this project, but. Um, uh, work with Eddie Murphy, um, get slapped by Will Smith, and uh, <laughs> kicking no, okay. uh, just somebody. Oh, man, I, had, I had it on mute. I was laughing at that one. Up. No, no. I, I knew that was coming at some point. In time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, those are like my, but everything else will be extra. But like working with Eddie Murphy, um, doing 2K, you know, those are definitely two things that were on my uh, like life goals, and uh, I'm still waiting to work with Eddie Murphy. Man, that, that that's dope. I mean, that's bro, that's like the pinnacle, yeah. man. It, yeah. it just seems like it would be so much fun to be on set. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, to work with a cat like that, man. Oh my gosh, dude, I could imagine. Like, and I was into, literally had to had to pass on this movie the day before shooting. It's like wow. Oh, it hurt me so much. <laughs> but you know what? I-, I love that you brought that up. We mm-hmm. sort of hit on it already when we talked about balance, taking time, prioritizing our time. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important to be able to say no or to pass on certain things? I didn't realize the power of that at first. And it's, a, and it's definitely a champagne privilege. Because you, when you first start off in this business, you want to say yes to everything because you're just happy to be there. You're just lucky to get the opportunity to, to do a job. And I could tell you everyone who's successful probably has those moments. They have those projects where they're like, ah, I, didn't, I probably shouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have done that. And then, then you have the ability to say no. And it's not for the sake of saying no. It's, it's, it's knowing who you are. You know what I mean? Because once you get to a certain level, everything you do has to be a home run. You know what I mean? You got, it's got to be. The fans are expecting something from you. Creatively, you need to fulfill your own you know, creative itch. You definitely need to do that and start with that first. And then you 
you know, you figure out what the fans need and what the what the world needs and et cetera, et cetera. And, but when you say yes to so many things, it limits the things that you really want ultimately, because you could, you could say yes to a project and then not, not be aware of what's happening on the other end of that camera. Like you don't know who's editing. You don't know who, who, where it's being viewed. You don't know what takes they're using. You don't know who's directing you. You don't know who, there's a lot of elements that if you say yes, once you say yes, you're in it. You know what I mean? And and you got to, and you got to perform it to the best of your abilities. But let's say it's a character that is so much of a stretch that you don't have time to really prep for that character to do it any justice. Then you're doing yourself a disservice and the project a disservice because you said yes to something due to your, maybe your level in this business or your star stature or whatever the case may be. And you said yes, but then you're not giving it 110%. And then when people see it, it you, you kind of feels like you're phoning it in because you couldn't, you didn't have the time, but you said yes, just because you want to do as many movies as you can. The problem is, you know, other producers and execs and, and, and fans, they'll see that. And then they'll judge you based on that. And, you know, and that's clearly not your best work. And so it's really important. Like I think Denzel said, it's not what you say yes to, it's what you say no to. Um, and I think that's a very powerful thing to be able to, to be able to say no. Um, and, you know, you want to have that ability to keep a mystery about you. You be very selective. You're not a lot of, you know, I got into this business because I just love performing. You know what I mean? So it has to be a character. It has to be a character that that stretches me, that that when I that when I die, I want people to see this rounded body of work where it was like, oh man, this guy's like like I want to be the I want to be the Scotty Pippen. I want to be able to like, oh, he could do everything. This guy did everything. You know what I mean? I want to be LeBron James of 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 acting. Like he he did everything. Like he could do this, he could do that, he could do that, he could do this. You know what I mean? Um the Gary Oldman is uh Gary Oldman is one of my favorite actors and he can do everything. Drama, comedy, he plays characters. You know, you know, he's one of those people that's like a Swiss army knife. Um and uh you know, I want that to be my career. But in order to do so, you got to be selective, I think. Because if you say yes to everything, people, you get typecast as one particular thing, maybe. And, you know, again, it's it's really enticing and, and it's and it's very flattering when people ask you to be a part of their projects, no matter no matter the budget, no matter the studio. It's just it just feels really good that somebody thought of you um, and it validates this career path you chose. But you got to be careful. You've got to be real careful because you could pick a job that can end up being your last job based on, you know, you know, you get, you might either do so well, you might either do so well in that character. People might only want you to play that character. You oh, might do so bad. You're like, hey, can you play that clown again? You know, Bucktooth Jack. Oh, can man. you play Bucktooth Jack again? You're like, ah, we see you as Bucktooth Jack. That's it. You know, so be careful. You don't want to play Bucktooth Jack. <laughs> I think I remember hearing Sidney Portier some, say something to the effect of, and he quantified it, said, like, you judge by your first three films, your first three projects, something to the effect mm -hmm. that you can get stuck yeah. in that if you are, if you are not um, selective of yeah. what you choose to be a part of, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let's say, um, what's some of the best advice that you've got as it relates mm -hmm. to the business? Some of the worst advice that you got. Man, best advice. Uh, 
some of the best advice that I got um, has some has to do with finances. Um, you know, uh, just because you have it doesn't mean you have to spend it. And this job could be as great as it as great as it is could be your last job. You know, I remember uh, I think I bought a BMW when I was uh, when I was on New Girl, like a really expensive car I bought. And, uh, you know, I could afford it, but, and, I, and, 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 you know, it proved it, it was, it was fine. But, you know, I remember Zoe, <laughs> Zoe saying to me, just be careful, just be careful. You know what I mean? And, and I always kept that with me. And then I was, you know what I mean? Because you have the money to go and buy Rolls Royces and Ferrari, all that stuff. You could do that. But then the show is over. And, you know, streaming takes over and then you don't get the same residuals as you do from streaming as you would from network. So all that extra residuals that you thought you were going to get from a show like New Girl, they turned out to be a little bit different than old school. Those those contracts are a little bit different, you know, now than they were in the 90s. You know what I mean? So you you have to learn how to, you know, financially make your money work for you. You know, whether it be real estate, um, stocks, um, you know, companies that you might, you know, find intriguing that you might want to invest in and you might hit some some home runs in those things. So, you know, that was the best advice someone gave me because it opened up my mind to life outside of acting um, financially. You know what I could be doing when I'm not working, how I could be learning, who I could surround myself with business wise, people that I can learn from. Um, it seems boring. But you'll find that, you know, you'll find that you can make a lot of things stretch and make and make a lot of things work for, you know, the money work for itself. You know what I mean? And not have to be so dependent on a, a gig in order to pay your bills. Um, so I've been lucky in that sense where, you know, I've been I've definitely been, you know, I think about that advice all the time because there are certain things that I still want to do. You know, and I do it to a certain extent. You know what I mean? I give myself some liberties and some breaks here. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm outside. I'm outside every once in a while. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's my birthday. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I could, like, yeah, I'm going to go buy that thing. You know, um, but at the same time, you know, you don't become, you don't become, you know, you don't, you, you stop trying to keep up with the Joneses and fantasize about what you see on TV and, and you just you, you just focus on what happiness is to you, like what true happiness is to you. You know what I mean? And uh, and that's kind of what I've been doing lately. You know, and that's and, and and it all stems from that moment of like, hey, you don't need to do all this just because you have it. You know, what else can you do? How can you especially now having a kid? I'm like, yo, I need to set her up and her kids up. Like, that's my that's my goal now. Right. Um, like my my you know, I still have my, my ambitions and things like that to my wants, but I, I definitely put them on the side. I definitely put them on the back burner and it's all about how do I build and develop for her future. Yeah. You empire building empire. Building yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. And the sure, worst man. advice, the worst, <laughs> man, the worst advice I ever got. Damn. You know, what's crazy. I don't think I've ever got, bad advice um it's hard to think of in the moment but i think 
everything you do, because there's no formula in our business, everything is is process of elimination and, and learning on the job. You know what I mean? Even if someone gives you quote unquote bad advice, it's actually good advice because you do it, you crash and burn and you realize that was bad advice. So now I know which road not to go down. And everything uh, is about what, that. What, what you say, talking to Oh no, yeah. no, no! I talked to him last <laughs> yeah. time. No, I didn't do it. I mean, nah, I, I, this, this dude told know, me to curse like, out the producer. <laughs> right, you know, it's like it's like uh, for those that understand Chicago, it's like when you come to Chicago and they say, "I'm going to Harold's." Hey, you mm-hmm. got to ask them which, you yeah, know, which Harold's, which location, okay. which location, because that advice can change your experience. <laughs> exactly, on one hundred percent for multiple reasons. Yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I think you know everything is. The cool the thing I love this mo- the most about this business is that it's not a nine to five where you fill out an application. There's a direct formula, go to college, get the degree, you know, hit certain benchmarks, and then you'll become this person that you want to become. You know, I love that anyone can do what we what we do as long as they have the drive to do it and the commitment for it and the dedication for it. Because like I said, we're all individual characters and when you watch entertainment, that's what you're watching. You're watching characters. You're watching characters on display. You're watching your real life. You're watching your family. Anyone can do it if they just stay the course. It's different for everybody. It's, 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 I have friends who've been at it for over a decade, and they still haven't hit the stride that they want, but they love it so much that they're still in it. And, and, and every once in a while, they'll get something big and then we work together on certain things. And then they're just all they're doing is building, building that that character for themselves and then putting enough pages in their book that when that at the end of the day, someone will want to read their book. They'd want to read their life story. Nobody wants to read the story of a person who just, man, I was in the mall and, you know, um, talent scout saw me. And, and, you know, I just, you know, I. Slept with him, and then I. <laughs> and then oh I, no, man! Yeah, nobody, oh, man. <laughs> nobody wants that story. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> I mean, we want to hear it. We want to know who that, who, who did that, who did you know? But everybody Couch. wants to hear. It. Yeah, like that old cast <laughs> account. Nobody wants to hear that. What we want to hear is like, man, you grind it. Damn, like I'm going through the same thing. Like, how'd you get out of that? Well, for me, it took me to do this, this, and this. You know, I had to do that. I had to look at myself in the mirror and go, what was it about me that I thought? I needed to improve on. Okay, so I just did self-building. And then once I did that, I was comfortable. And once I did that, I just ended up booking this movie or I wrote this movie or I directed this movie or, you know, um, that's, how it, that's how it starts. And it's different for everybody. And that's what I love so much about this business. And it's so unique. Um, it's unlike any, any other. And this is, this is the only thing I want to do. You know what I mean? Oh, that's beautiful, bro. But man, listen, I just want to say thank you Taking yeah, the time course, to rock, rock with us. Uh, um, those gems are very helpful. I know there's some things that I can certainly apply. Hopefully, those out there listening, you can apply them as well. But before we wrap up, is there anything you can tell us? Um, you know what you got brewing, what's coming up next, uh, and how we can stay in tune. Follow you on social. Just stay, you know, in the in the Lamore Cinematic Universe. <laughs> well, I could tell you, follow me on socials. You can hit me on Instagram um, at Lamorne, L-A-M-O-R-N-E. Uh, something's coming up. I there, I can't say much about it, but I will say, you know, there is an iconic character that I will be uh, playing, and I'm really excited about it. And um, 
that I think everyone knows. And then, uh, and I, right now, you know, I'm, I'm look forward to you guys. Look forward to Fargo, season five of Fargo coming soon. That's what I'm here doing now. Um, yeah, and just you know, keep rocking with me. I appreciate all the love from all the fans out there that stop me on the street and say hello, uh, who write me messages all the time, and you know, it's a uh, it's definitely appreciated. It's uh, I enjoy it. I love it. All right, y'all. Appreciate you all rocking with us. Check out the Cypher Live podcast as we keep rolling. Peace. Peace.